This is Kelsey. I'm joined by my co-host, Sherelle. Say hi, Sherelle. Hello. We're back with another episode of a Sidebar Podcast. I'm taking the reins this week and leading us in to our conversation. Um, but first and foremost, how was your week? Uh, I honestly don't remember. Wait, so this week started off with Christmas, right? Yeah, wow, that feels like a long freaking time. Ago. Right? So, uh, I don't want to say I didn't do much at work because I had like one busy day, but then the rest was followed by me like just wiggling that mouse a little bit and then working towards Christmas, which I actually love. I love Christmas because it's the per- like the best time to just be a lazy piece of shit because everybody's off doing their own thing. They're not bothering you. Yeah. So when you order the Chinese food and watch the movies, like no one bothers you and you could just sit at home all day. Yeah, the last two, like last week and this week are corporate suicide because I have off two days in a row and they're like smack in the middle of the week. Mm-hmm. So it's just like the rest of the week is a joke, essentially. Mm-hmm. We we both actually took off of work tomorrow, Monday, and um, you, talk off, you took off Thursday and Friday. I took off Friday too. I'm going to say what all of my managers have been saying. I took off the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, I took off the rest of the year. God, kill us all. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it feels good to have some time to yourself. Do a little bit of that self-reflection before going into the new year. And um, one thing, like I, don't know, I feel like I know your opinion on this, but what do you think of when people say like, you know, the new year, everyone sets goals and resolutions and like goes to the gym or is like new year, new me is like the Instagram caption. Like, mm-hmm. what do you like? Do you think people actually are going to make changes or do you think I, I think it's a good way to reset? Mm-hmm. But those people who do that usually doesn't last very long. So it's a multi part answer for me. So I know that this year, like 2020, the one that's coming up. It's going to be the corniest year, and I could just tell already. Like, I know people are going to have corny captions, like 2020 vision. Like, yeah, uh, I can see clearly. I can see clearly 2020, <laughs> we out here. Like, because 2020 does sound like a good year. Mm-hmm. And, but with that being said, I don't have a problem with anybody that uses it as an excuse to start their goals. But my big thing was you know, you don't have to wait until a new year turns over for you to actually start your goals. Um, I, I don't know. I, I really think that if you stick with it, all power to you, I'm on your side, but if you're corny and like, you're only about it for a week, then, you know, what was the, what was the use of, you know, making a fool out of yourself? Yeah. I think though that it's good to feel that you, you get stuck in your ways and your habits, mm-hmm. you know, so I feel like it's nice to be able to feel that you're pressing the reset button and you're like, okay, it's January, I'm off to a clean slate, this mm-hmm. is a new year, I can be a different version of myself if I want to be, but I agree that if you're, but that's if you're depending thing. upon like the end of December every year to ch- change things about yourself, then probably not the best 
you know. But I don't even think it's like a clean slate, though. That's I I always think that that's such a misconception. Like I still I'm paying fucking loans that I took out in 2013. Like this isn't a clean fucking slate. Like I still have student loans from. But it's a clean slate in in the sense that you can think it's a new year, so I yeah. can if I want to change something about myself, like what better time to do it? Yeah, but. With me, it's just like... Although, I don't know who thinks that they're going to get in shape when it's freezing cold in January. To me, the best time to want to get in shape is probably like spring because you're working towards summer. I would would disagree. I would disagree. I think that the best time to grind is, you know, when it's the hardest. So, when I started my whole, like, quote-unquote weight loss journey, as corny as that sounds, I actually started it in September of 2018. And I've lost 40 plus pounds since. So I had to work through, you know, Thanksgiving, Rosh Hashanah, all the holidays, all of that, and really push through. And it actually helped because, like, that's when you develop your grit. So if you kept bar, probably help. Yeah, that shit set me back like five pounds. But I also binge eat right after it. So for those that don't know, Yom Kippur is a 26 hour fast for the Jews, it's like about repentance which like 95% of our fucking holidays are about. Like we almost died. Uh, fucking sucks to be Jewish. And then we fast and then we eat. Yeah, I feel like we we feel we have such Jewish guilt that we feel like we need to suffer like our ancestors. But it's kind of like, oh, half we, of our holidays holiday or half of our holidays have to do with the fact that we were almost killed. And the other half has to do with the fact that like now nah, we still here. And then, like, yeah. maybe... My favorite holiday is Hanukkah, by far. I like Hanukkah, like, the Americanized version of Hanukkah. Like, oh, the yeah. gifts and the menorahs. What's and... the non-Hanukkah? I mean, non-American version. I don't know, like, praying and shit? I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what the, the requirements are. Of like, I don't think you... It's not, like, one of those holidays, like Yom Kippur, where you need to go to, to, to temple and you need to fast and you need to do this. Yeah. You know? I like giving gifts. I feel like as I've gotten older, it sounds so corny, but receiving is less fun because you have to do that, oh my God, mm. I can't believe you got me this. I really wanted it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for like whatever it is, a visor. And then when you get a, when you give a gift, you like I feel like I try to find something personal, so it's, it's a good feeling when somebody likes what you give them. But I, I've just mastered that high pitch voice of i'm excited and then i'm like why didn't you include the gift receipt uh-huh. i have to go to the store and tell them that the person who gifted this to me didn't give me the gift receipt but, oh my god but um see i'm the opposite <laughs> i'll always take getting a gift over giving a gift <laughs> yeah and see my my uh challenge with gift giving is always uh like the intense research i assume goes into it I'm like, well, what the fuck are your Cheryl hobbies again? That getting someone a gift is the equivalent to writing like a 200-page thesis. It's a fucking dissertation. It's not. If first of all, you know me well enough to kind of to know I pretty much I'm the easiest person to please. I like pretty much anything. If you got me a candle, like I would, I would probably cry. Yeah. Speaking of, we have like 19 lit in the fucking apartment yet yeah, right now. <laughs> I, know, I blew them out though because I was like, I can't. I don't have. We're behind closed doors, so I don't know if that room will be on fire when we get out there. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, you're like mid seance over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I feel like I I don't know. I think I'm pretty easy to buy gifts for. But you, on the other hand, you're a little different. Also, when you, I feel that the right way to be an adult, or when you become an adult. You know, you kind of can buy things for yourself whenever you want. Like, yeah. whatever, like whenever you want a video game that's coming out, you get it for yourself. You're like, dude, yeah. this is sixty bucks. I work. 
You know, yeah, I'm exactly. allowed to get myself a gift. And I feel like I'm kind of the same way, except I like more like tchotchke type stuff. But I feel that if you are a working adult, you can't just save, save, save and only spend on like groceries, rent, whatever you have going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to spend money on things you actually want. And I think you do a pretty good job of doing that, of knowing how to be frugal and save, but also letting yourself spend because mm-hmm. what's the point of working if you're not spending on things for yourself? Exactly. So, well, so hard to buy gifts for you though, because I'm like, oh, he already has this. Yeah. I'm very big into the, well, there was a, a very challenging portion of my life that I had and I'm not going to get into it, but it was a very challenging portion of my life where I limited myself to like how much happiness I could have because I was obsessed with budgeting and saving. And it came to the, you know, I came to an understanding where I basically said, you know, you can't like put a price on happiness. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a game that I want to buy, but I'm only going to pay play 10 minutes of it, it's worth it for me because that 10 minutes of enjoyment is cool. Like if there's a movie I want to watch, even going even though going to the theaters is expensive, I'm going to go watch the movie. Yeah. You know, if there's a restaurant that I want to go to, I'm going to go all out and try the restaurant to say that I had the full experience. And I think that that's you know, it's not the greatest when it comes to money and saving. Like my savings could be better, but I think that in my dossier of experience and like life and happiness it's helped so much i can't even put a price on it i could get better at that i feel Mm. like since i was little i've always been a saver versus Mm -hmm. a spender and it's it's weird once you start working i've only worked a short while so it's hard Mm. for me to still remember that like oh i have an income i can Mm. buy like if i want to go out for lunch you know i don't have to be like oh i can't get that because it's five dollars more if i really want it you know but i just always think you know, one day you could have a job, one day you couldn't. Exactly. So it's like... And and it's... uh, So Kelsey's going to make fun of me, but we we went on a vacation to Jamaica, right? And um, there was this like one lady that we we saw. She had like all gray hair. It was super curly. She was super tan. She was like beautiful. And she was the type of person where you can't tell what her age is. Like I couldn't tell if she was 45 or 65 and just like a beautiful person. Like, Either way, she was like yeah, she banging kinda for an like, older woman. She kind of looked like a little like bohemian with yeah. just like loose fitted clothing. And like she would lay out, we were staying at the same resort. She would lay mm-hmm. out on her chair and like pull it into the water and read books. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I like mm-hmm. pretend to read books, but you're actually reading that. Yeah, like, and, and she looked like she was enjoying and she was like in a full relaxation state. Like she was on a vacation by herself. Literally by herself. Yeah. By herself. And I don't know what or how or, you know, anyway it transpired, but we ended up getting into a conversation with her. And like she said this one line and it's so stupid, but it stuck with me. And I actually sort of like internalized it. And she said, the funny thing about money is you always find a way to make it when you need it. Mm-hmm. So like if if I'm stressing about money, like if rent was due, like if we were short, I would find a way. Like if you were pressed, you would find a way. Right. You know, so that's my thing where it's like, well, you know, me going to the movies, let's just say five times a year, like and me restricting myself five times a year from going is not going to be like the enjoyment is out outweighs that. Like I'll find a way to make that money back. You know, I'll find a way no matter what. And it's certain things. It's so funny because the way the things that used to bring me enjoyment, like material wise, don't do it anymore. Like today we we spent a little bit of money and we splurged a bit like on getting a cleaning lady. 
So we went, we got a cleaning lady and we... I don't know what the proper like 2019, 2019 yeah, terminology oops. is for that. I don't know if it's cleaning. A cleaning person? Um, oh, shit. Check, a, you just checked my shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, we, we just went 50-50. We just went 50-50. You know, the co-host uh, that is a beautiful, you know, phenomenal female introduced the show today. And I, by mistake, said cleaning lady. You know, I'm not perfect. Internet. End him. Yeah, fucking cancel culture over here. Hashtag cancel Sherelle. Start yeah, it. Yeah. Trend it. Yeah. Decapitate. Imagine I start it. <laughs> yeah. I just start running this show. I'm like, this is my plan all along. <laughs> yeah, but you have to change it because sidebar is all about my initials. Yeah, it's going to be... Like, uh, Killer Squad Podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Machine Gun Kelsey. Ooh. Yeah. I've been, it's a fire nickname, right? Kick stuff. Kickstuff? What is that? The, the worst version of Kickstarter? <laughs> it's the off-brand. <laughs> it's the off-brand of Kickstarter. But uh, Wait, speaking of, that's a good transition into the next thing. But finish your, your thought. Absolutely. I, I know exactly what you're going to say, too, which makes me angry. Am I that predictable? <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to it. All right, all right. But so the things that used to give me enjoyment, like back in the day, were, were cars and and yeah. chains and jordans i'd like and to think i had something to do with that a little bit a little bit yeah i could give you credit for that but that's not to say that material items can't bring you happiness oh absolutely everybody who, whatever makes you happy you should spend your money on yeah everyone's different i mean let's be real we're literally doing this podcast on my one thousand dollar computer on my two hundred dollar monitor like these material things do give me enjoyment because i constantly use them but those things like, you know, getting a, a cleaning person to come and, you know, clean the apartment, feel like you, you're living in a clean space, and then opening up your fridge after you did a full food shop and your fridge is stocked to the brim and... Oh, I love a full fridge. A, a full fridge, and then you, you look and there's nothing in the laundry, there's nothing in the dishwasher, and everything is fine, and you could just sit down and actually enjoy your day mm -hmm. that right there i can't put a price on like yeah. it's so funny because had you told 16 year old Cheryl like at 26 which i'm almost 26 you're gonna love the fact like of having all of your chores done and you're gonna love like that's the thing that's gonna bring you enjoyment he'd probably call you a fucking idiot and be like no man i want a mercedes yeah. i want a fucking mercedes but it's that right there i would take I would take everything that we have right here, right now, over a Mercedes any day. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's corny. I feel the same way. Like I walk into the apartment and I'm like, this this place, like just mm. this environment, brings me happiness because yeah. I just like I like where I live. You know, I like mm. like my current situation. So I feel that those whatever brings you happiness, you should do. And that's my my thoughts on that. But. We're turning but into a motivational podcast. Get out there and do it. Yeah. But um But I guess it, but it's, I, I like I personally like a healthy combination of material items and experiences or just whatever. I could other never things. be a minimalist, like don't get me wrong. Yeah, no. We had to go through Although our, I do like tiny house hunters. Shout out HGTV. I don't I um, don't own or not is it yeah, yeah, is it HGTV. I don't I feel like I own more than they have in their house. Their little homes are the cutest freaking things. I don't know about the compost toilet, like I'm not on board with that, but but I do like the little like ladders and how they like they pull out. It's like a dining room. I'm like, oh my god. I'm also like a diet hoarder though. Like when we were going through, so you are not a hoarder. I'm a diet hoarder. Like I'm a oh, oh. I'm a light hoarder. So when we were going through, so we went through our 
closets this weekend to uh, get rid of some old clothes that either don't fit anymore or, you know, we just don't have the taste for. We're donating them because we're good people. I was trying to skate around saying that. Yeah, like, you know, we were just, we were going through it to just donate it. Yeah, that's the end goal. But uh, some of the shit, like, I I haven't worn in years, if not ever. I know. And then we have, like, weird emotional attachments to clothes because we think, one day I might need this. And Mm -hmm. it's like... My, my new rule going forward is if I haven't worn it in, I'll give myself two years, mm-hmm. two years. If you haven't worn it, okay, if, if it's a winter thing and you didn't wear it like two winters ago, you're not going to wear it. So yeah. throw it out. But um, it feels so good. I love I like cleaning. Not throw it, it out, donate, donate it. it. Donate it, donate it. But getting rid of stuff, Yeah. like just cleaning things out is such a like cathartic. We're bringing that word back again. Feeling cathartic podcast. Um. I love it. It's so good. Like, yeah. People who do spring cleaning and it's like once a year. I mm-hmm. feel like I, I could do it every month. Yeah, I, I, I'm I a very big fan of it. It it feels like a weight's lifted off your shoulder. But the problem with me and clothes and the clothes that I wear, it's what the fuck is in reach and what the fuck's at the top of the pile. So if I wear a t-shirt, the t-shirt that gets worn is the, the one that's at the top of the pile. Yeah. So like- I, have to, I have to just switch up the pile every like week week to week and a half or else i'll be wearing the same four t-shirts every week but see i have the opposite issue i'm like did i wear this in the past six months i can't wear it again really <laughs> well to work at the at least because oh, i feel like my stuff unless it's like jeans is very like stand out just in terms of people will notice and i don't want people to think that mm-hmm. i don't know i'm an outfit repeater <laughs> yeah but, that- but um I know gym clothes is a different story. Mm-hmm. I feel like most of your clothes is like athleisure stuff. So not anymore. I mean, we talked about it briefly in a in oh, a yeah, previous no, you're episode. Yeah, now, but yeah, brought to you by Sasha, my stylist. Dude, I don't know what's mm-hmm. up with you and this girl Sasha, but it's a little sketch. I would have an affair with Sasha. <laughs> Do we even know what she looks like? No, I have no idea. Yeah. I I, uh, I kind of wish I did. It's, you know, this person has so much influence on what I wear and how I feel, but I have no idea what she looks like. So for those that That's don't know concept. or didn't listen to the previous podcast, I'm talking You're about Stitch Fix. not fucking loyal baristas. I was actually thinking about that, by the way. Um, what, like, our, our fan club? Like, you know how, like, club? Beyonce has the beehive? Yeah, what should we be? I was like the side barbarians. Yo, side chick. Side chicks? Ooh, yeah. I'm I'm actually feeling side chicks. Side bitches. Side. Because it brings out the B. Side Barbaras. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, comment on the Instagram post for this week of me as a foot and let us know what <laughs> you, <laughs> what you want the fan club's name to be, <laughs> and let us know if you want us to do more like behind the scenes, like little Instagram stories or pictures of us as feet. Or other pictures um, of us as feet, <laughs> <laughs> or other appendages. Mm. Uh, let us know. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Instagram and and all things social media, I before this episode gets too far, I really just you know on the audio wanted to say thank you to uh, a friend that I met in college. His name is Arcadio Matos. Uh, he runs a Twitch stream, and he's actually uh, been driven to start his own little podcast and he's a perfectionist so I know it's going to be done way better than ours and the editing is going to be done way better way, way better than ours uh, but he is the reason for our new logo and graphics I think our new logo is sick it looks yeah. like we paid for it and we yeah. did it. 
Uh, and it, I really, really, really appreciate it. And I like it because it looks like we're in like a dungeon, like uh, comedy, like a dive bar. Yeah, we're just gross, and people are smoking cigarettes, and someone's passed out on a table, and a hookers in the bathroom doing coke. I just, I like it. That's, I think, our vibe. Mm. Hooker in the bathroom <laughs> doing coke is our vibe. If anyone knows me, that is so not who I am like, yeah. whatsoever. Like total. Yeah, you're but, literally but wrapped up like, in a blanket right now. Like, <laughs> Um, but that's what I aspire to be. I a just hooker like, in the bathroom doing no, coke no, 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 is what you aspire mind. to be. Uh, 2020 knew me. Um, <laughs> no, I just think that aesthetic is like cool. And we yeah. both were kind of like comedy junkies. I feel like we yeah. were into that stuff. But um, but I, but I, mm. I don't know. I think it, it resembles that to me. So yeah. thank you so much for putting it together for us. It yeah. looks, it's sick. Yeah. Well, as soon as I saw it, I was like, get rid of the other other shit that we were considering. Like, yeah. this is it. Um, I mean, let's let's be real. The the main touch that kills it is the exposed brick. I know. Fucks we just with need exposed yeah, brick. We just need some shiplap. Nah, fucks with exposed brick. Yeah. But going back to the fact that you shout out to my Joanna Gaines fans. Your fixer uppers. Yeah. Fix up army. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want to be the sidebar army? Uh, what are those side, side side barracks? Like a barracks is where soldiers stay. I don't know. No. Uh, input is needed on this one. I Let can't fucking think. I think like about it. either side chick or side bitch. Yeah, but going back to it, the the thing that you you just touched on a little lightly was the fact that it makes you feel like it's a comedy club. Mm-hmm. So that's a a huge deal for me, and I know it's a huge deal for you. And um, you know, the main reason is uh. Like, we have a somewhat crazy obsession with stand-up comedy. So we'll watch all of the Netflix specials. We'll go to a uh, comedy club near us as as often as we can. Um, I listen to, you know, uh, a bunch of podcasts from stand-up comedians that inspire me. But uh, it's a great segue into one of the topics that we wanted to discuss, which was Eddie Murphy on SNL. So uh, I think we talked about Eddie Murphy in one of our previous episodes about Dolomite is my name, and we and talked. Then I think last I, one of them I said that he was going to be on the the either the New Year's or the Christmas mm-hmm. SNL, but yeah. um, it was last it was last Saturday. Yeah. Like well, not this Saturday, the Saturday before. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it was the twenty second. Okay. Yeah, and um, I I didn't catch a full. Uh, the full showing of it. I can't remember why. Um, I think you went to bed. Did I? Yeah. Yeah, I must have been shot. But it's yeah. terrible for me to do that because... Um, oh, no, I don't remember why. Why? I was being a chaperone for uh, for someone. Yeah, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to set up somebody <laughs> with a, a date. How'd it go? <laughs> um off the record we'll talk about that yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so uh yeah so that's the reason why i didn't watch it but i I was like you know i so i watched the whole thing yeah um and i i'll be honest i'm not like an snl junkie i don't find it particularly funny i think a lot of people though the consensus that i hear from like other podcasts i listen to and just people who are into snl is it's not nearly as good as it used to be um, I know recently there's been a lot of like, I, I guess you don't call it turnover, but like new people coming in and out of the show. My mm. favorite person on it, who if she leaves the show's 
like done for i feel like is kate mckinnon mm-hmm. she's hilarious but um but i don't know i the, and i honestly you know who i think is like funny but like doesn't have like that much besides uh colin jost yeah he's on weekend update i, I mean, like colin jost i like michael che i like kate mckinnon i i still like pete davidson he's funny he gets pete, on there he literally talks about his did he get rehab. veneers I don't know. He has but fake go- teeth, he's right? He's going to rehab, mm-hmm. and he talks about it. Um, I feel bad for him. But, I, um, I used to like Keenan Thompson, but I think that he's just overstayed his welcome. I don't know. I, I know Lauren Michael apparently loves Keenan, and is fun- he loves the fact that Keenan's on the show, but I just, I, I don't know. I've never found Keenan funny. But what about his, like, remember when he was on all that and he did, like, the rubber ducky thing when he was in the pool? Yeah, but the, that's... the bathtub? I'm talking about Keenan Thompson on SNL. Like, Keenan Thompson from our childhood, it was, was one... Like, like Keenan and Kel Kenan was and Kel. was the shit. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't know, Keenan on SNL... Welcome to the Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Yeah, may I take your order? By the way, that movie is the reason why I started mixing uh, ketchup and mayo. You mean, Be- like, Russian or whatever? Yeah. I never knew that you could, like, because remember Kel used to do it? Yeah. And then that was the secret Didn't sauce. Didn't have an obses- obsession with, with orange soda? Yeah, orange Who soda. loves orange soda? Kel loves orange soda. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that was, Good Burger was the reason why I started mixing ketchup and Damn. mayo. Yeah. I uh, think my grandma just told me to do that after Thanksgiving so the turkey wasn't as dry on a sandwich. Turkey's always dry. Turkey's overrated. <laughs> um... Which is uh, would have been a great segue because, of, but I'm not done yet on this yeah. SNL thing. But we 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 had a couple of topics that we want to discuss. But going back to Eddie Murphy, um, yeah, I mean, he's he he feels like anything that he touches, you know, still can tur- turn to I'm gold. I'm just so happy that he's come back into the spotlight and it's working out for him, if not better than his like former career, because he literally is going to be up for nominations for Dolomite. Mm-hmm. Um, his SNL was hilarious. His he he did a I, I like a new a revamped Mister. Uh, no, that's an old character of his. No, no, no. But the way they did oh, it this yeah. time, mm-hmm. where it was like about gentrification and all that stuff, was yeah. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he brought back Gumby. Yeah, um, he brought back a bunch of like, you know. And I love the fact that people. he uh, he addressed the fact that he has ten kids, and they're like he was <laughs> he said yeah, in his monologue he's like I'm back now because child support is expensive yeah, or whatever he said because ten kids are expensive yeah. and that's funny because we actually were saying that on the last episode or, you know we were saying that we think he needs to come back because ten kids are expensive so I like that he was able to make a joke yeah, about it and he he it, he didn't skip a beat like he came back and mm. he was still funny he was still quick. Um, and I, I don't know, I'm like happy for him, which like I don't know him personally, but I am just happy for him because I feel that, you know what it reminds me of a little bit? It's like, um, what, what was her name? Um, oh my God. Comedian? No, no, no. The, Actress? Um, singer? The singer who everyone obsesses over that one album. Oh, Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill, oh yeah. Oh my God, I was going to say Lauren Michaels. I don't know what I was going to yeah. say. But, um. You know how she did, like, the one album that was, like... The Miseducation? Yeah, and then everyone, like, bugged out, and then she doesn't do anything since then. Mm-hmm. I feel like with Eddie Murphy, he could have easily not come back to the spotlight, and, like, people would have just remembered him and, you know, like... But he's had some flops. No, I, I yeah. understand, but he... But people... I don't think people think of him in that way. They think of him as, like, a legend, regardless. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kevin Hart, like, Dave Chappelle, numerous comics have said that he is their idol right mm-hmm. so he could have easily just been 
revered for those things and not have come back and tried like a new, you know, a 50 something year old version or however old he is. Mm. And I think it's cool that he came back and, and like challenged himself to be like, can I still be funny? And he, and in interviews, he seemed confident. He was like, yeah, he's like, I'm doing this not because I need to prove it to anybody. He's like, I'm doing this cause I'm ready and I miss it. And whatever mm-hmm. he, you know, it, it, he didn't doubt that he would be funny. He was like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not nervous and like listening to naysayers or anything like that. He's like, I'm doing it because I'm just ready and I have an idea for a movie and that kind of spawned coming back and trying out stand up comedy again and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I think it's dope to not be kind of held back by the idea of failure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, and, and taking the chance, even though he could have, he could have flopped. And then yeah. who knows what would have happened to his legacy of, you know, raw and like his, his other, you so know, I think that stand up. If you're, if you're not a hater, right. If you're, if you're not a person who sits there and every single time someone great comes around and, you know, really makes an impact on the culture of whatever it is that they're doing. If you're not a hater and be like, oh man, this person sucks. Like, I, I just don't like them, you know, whatever. Then you always like to see those people come back and knock it out of the park. You know, yeah. like if you told me right now, Michael Jordan is going to go and play one-on-one against whatever. I, I hope that Michael Jordan knocks it out of the park. Like, I hope that he just kills it because you, you know, you respect them. You respect what they've done for the game that they were in, you know, be it comedy, basketball, whatever. So when Eddie Murphy comes back, I was more like, don't do this because I don't want you to fuck up because I don't want this to be my most recent memory of you. Yeah. And, you know. It's kind of like, I was saying it earlier today, like, mm. no, don't, don't stay, like, don't stay too long. Know when it's your turn to exit the stage mm-hmm. and like stay, stay long enough so that when you leave, they miss you, but don't overstay your welcome to the point that they're like booing you off stage. Mm-hmm. So I get that. It's kind of like know when it's your time to, to be done. Um, mm-hmm. And it's actually funny because the, the reason why you brought that up was um, because we uh, we spent two and a half hours and listened to the Rap Radar uh, on title Drake interview. Oh, yeah. What was funny was I watched it on my own the first 30 minutes and then I told you about it and you're like, wait he's in an interview and I was like yeah it's mm-hmm. two it's over two and it's two hours and 20 minutes long and then we put it on the the TV and we were watching it and I'm not gonna lie like I had to go to ShopRite I had shit to do but I was like enamored mm-hmm. and I could not leave I was like so interested in what he was saying mm-hmm. but what were your thoughts on the interview um so yeah going back to the point you know he is someone for me at least I know this is like very basic to say but I would say he's the artist of my generation or, you know, he's an artist that's defined a lot for me. And I remember you asking, you know, after the whole interview was done, you basically were, um, you asked, what would I say if I ever met him? And I'm not like the type to swoon over celebrities and be like, oh my God, I love you. <laughs> I love your work. You saved my life. Yeah. I would just be like, you don't know me, but you've helped me through the best of times and you helped me through the worst of times. Like there are some Drake songs as corny and as basic and as loserous as this sounds have been pretty good for me to listen. Like when you're either not feeling yourself or, you know, or you are feeling like the shit. Mm -hmm. So he's been that type of artist for me. And the reason for that being was because when I first listened to him, I must've been 
in eighth grade or something like that, maybe ninth grade. So when his rise to the top was happening, like my true and own and unique identity and like liking music a, was happening. That's such a like pinnacle time in your life, like exactly. freshman year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he he definitely influenced you a ton. Exactly. So the the funny part, which we were trying to bring up, you brought up off brand. Because oh, you like because Sherelle's the off-brand version of Drake. Yeah, Sherelle kind of you kind of look like Drake, but you, I know, I like that gives you a big head knowing that you kind of look like him. So I don't tell you it often. But looking at him <laughs> when he was being interviewed, I was like, God damn, they have the same beard shape. Mm-hmm. They have the same hair. Like you have the same fade, the same like eyebrows. I was like, wow. And he's a Jew. Yeah, he's so. a caramel Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I it's funny because I used to. And this is this is completely like. Weren't you him for a talent show? Yes. <laughs> that is the lamest thing I've ever heard, but so, also kind of awesome. It wasn't really a talent show. So in the high school that I went to, we had, uh, you know, like the 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 Dundies. Yeah. So we had, I don't know if I should say his name, but fuck it. So we had something. Uh, we had a a teacher who talked like digital media and and you had to work cameras and all that really awesome awesome teacher in high school like one of those guys that actually helps people with their passion yeah his name was Ferroni. so like they would do these like fake mock oscars and they call them the Ferronis. so <laughs> they were like oh like we're gonna have this person show up and it's like ooh, drake is here and i was in like 10th grade and i showed up as drake <laughs> to the Ferronis. and who, weren't you with somebody wasn't it you and someone else doing a song yeah it was me and my uh my friend amanda she was rihanna and we performed take care it was back when take care came out oh my god yeah so we performed I that need, we need to get this video like no i viral. have it i have it i'm but gonna it, spread this it's no it's anonymously i'm just gonna leak it it's hidden and it's gonna be deleted uh but he, uh, yeah, so I used to pride myself on kind of looking like him, and I used to do the half moon part in my hair, and I used to, I used to literally do everything I could to, like, sort of look like him, yeah. and it's super corny, but like I said, like, I don't have the super obsession that I used to have with celebrity like I used to, but I don't know, if I ever met him, I'd be like, listen, man, like, you influenced the whole portion of my life, which is definitely true. What I took away from the interview was that he he's extremely intelligent Mm. and you don't just like stay relevant for 10 11 years by luck i I think a lot of it is right place right time you know that may contribute to some of it but he's like a very calculated human being i can even tell by the interviewer asking him questions and just seeing how he responded he knew when to say certain things and almost like a politician does like he's just a smart guy so i feel like he he definitely elevates the rap game mm-hmm. <laughs> in that way because I've never seen, I'll be honest, I've never seen a rapper like articulate and explain like their motives or um, decision making process in the way that he did. Like he's, mm-hmm. he knows what he's doing. And I think he's already like 10 steps ahead in his mind of like how, when he puts something out, how is that going to spark a conversation and how is that going to lead into the next thing he has going on and whatever. So. I don't know. I have respect for him. I think like we were talking about how can you be Drake and possibly be humble because he's fucking Drake. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. Do you I, 
he's like he's as humble as somebody of his level can be mm-hmm. but like he was like chef can you get me another wine or whatever and i was just like yo we get it you have a fucking chef you, you made 500 million or whatever like you know mm-hmm. in your career we know you have money so like that part to me was a little like extra but what can you do but to me we actually talked about it and during the interview i don't think it's extra i just think that that's who he is and i don't think he was trying to be i really don't even think he was trying to be arrogant when he asked for the wine like that's just his life like you think he has to get up and go to the brita and fucking fill up shit from a sink like no he probably has glacier water from iceland that a uh uh 60 70 thousand dollar a year chef is pouring for him and made him a fucking wine spritzer that's his life that's his norm like the guy really you know and anybody that says like oh he's overrated he's got ghostwriters whatever the fuck it is it's he, working he whatever the fuck it is he has enough talent and enough brain or he was smart enough to put the right people around him yeah. to make him either be a lasting this long and yeah, be making relevant, this much money. You don't stay relevant in this day and age for like 10 plus years off of pure luck, in my opinion. Or, you know, like you have to know what you're doing. Because I feel like nowadays with like viral culture and all that shit, it's like you're big for five minutes, you're five minutes of fame. And then you it's so hard to make a comeback. Like mm-hmm. you see with like boy bands when they try to reconnect and it's just mm-hmm. not the same. Not the, it's That's not the case for the Jonas Brothers. So they're fucking killing it. Mm-hmm. But um. But yeah, I think that he, it's so crazy. Every time he puts out new music, I think he, he mentioned it though. He's like, every time I put out new music, I know the audience is going to get bored of it and I'm going to get bored of it. So I need to like reinvent myself with every album and I'm not like losing myself. I'm just testing myself musically because I can't be doing the same thing. Otherwise I'm going to lose my love for making music. And I feel like that's like a, he's just genius for even like, thinking of that on his own but that's what a lot of people don't realize is you know i think there are people who are like oh like what are you doing you're not this isn't what you are supposed to sound like but if he's going to put out a 2009 song in 2019 it might not you know exactly it won't go the same well well, the same way but um i was just gonna say that i think that some the only thing about him that that bothers me is that he I think he tries really hard to come across as, like, the nice guy. You know what I mean? Like, he'll be like... But that's a part of him being calculated. I know. But I know. But to me, I can just, like, read it. I'm just like... He loves talking about how much he, like, loves and respects women. And I'm like, dude, someone who needs to say it that much probably doesn't. But he, he, all right, no, he didn't really say how much he loves They're and like, respects They're like, did you women. actually date J-Lo? And, she's, and, and he was, like, quick to be like, you know, she's an amazing person she's talented she's a great mom i'm like yo this guy is a politician how is he not our president oh my god well <laughs> he's canadian yeah he could probably he could once he uh no you have to be born in the united states oh yeah that's like the number one requirement it's the only requirements to be president you have to wait a certain amount of time if you're not born in the united states no the only requirements to be president is no, and born in the united states and be 35 and 35 yeah, yeah. I was thinking, oh, he going until he's thirty-five in two years. No, he. You have to just be born in the United States and be thirty-five. Damn. Yeah. Um, which fucking God knows how that's a fucking thing. I gotta show my full fucking resume to be an analyst, but just be born here and be thirty-five and you can be president. But I don't want to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that he. Uh, you know, he's. 
not overrated. No, he's definitely not. He's definitely earned all of the accolades and the legacy he'll like leave behind. He's definitely earned it. Mm-hmm. How many hits has he had? How many? He puts out an album like every other year, and every time there's like t- ten songs off of it that every that gets radio play the whole fucking year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I think they said that he was on the Billboard, um, like Billboard Top 100 for 400 weeks straight. Straight. That's insane. Yeah, and that's fucking wild. Or I don't know if that's even possible. Right? How many years is that? What's 50 divided by 400? Or 400 divided by 50? Um, hey, Google. Oh, fuck, not Google. She's going to hear from the other room. <laughs> eight? All right, so for eight years, he was on the Billboard Top 100. That's fucking great. That's like his whole career. That's not That's not overrated so much as, like, you're just a, a straight shooter. Like, you, you don't just, flop. You, you don't miss. Like, yeah. that's, that's insane. And... The reason why I brought up he's not overrated because I do want to go over what is overrated. Oh shit. We're hitting you with these the transitions this week. Yeah. Um Dun dun dun. Do you wanna okay. just drop it? Yeah. Drop the bomb? Drop the fucking bomb. So we thought of this topic because I well currently we're watching a few sitcoms actually. Mm-hmm. Um is Always Sunny considered a sitcom? I guess so, right? I guess it's situational comedy, yeah, yeah right? Um, we're, we're watching, watching Maisel, Always we just Sunny. just started The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Very good so far. We need to keep watching it. Um, I am continuously just watching um, Seinfeld. I'm on season four. I just want to say before we jump into it, Seinfeld as a show and what it did for comedy and it just it's overall, it's God tier. If yeah. you don't like Seinfeld, you're fucking stupid. You're dumb. Go back and watch Seinfeld and understand that that shit is literally timeless humor. It's it's still like when I watch it, it still holds up. It's not mm-hmm. like they're joking about like rotary phones or some shit. Yeah, like it's uh, funny as fuck. There are some there are some jokes where you know uh, he gets like a phone and something unfortunate happens with the phone because he didn't switch lines, but. Again, like the overarching thing of it is to, just timeless yourself, comedy. You're like, Yo, this is like 1991. This is clever. This is I don't know. So, listen, not every episode I'm like dying of laughter, but I I can truly appreciate like what that show did for sitcoms in general, mm-hmm. for comedians getting to do things other than just stand up. Like it just opened a lot of avenues. I just love the social commentary that Seinfeld has to offer. Yeah. So the social commentary, like again, going for the for someone who I really does, I don't feel like he can flop. It's fucking Jerry Seinfeld. Like I'm not sure. Maybe there are some things that I just don't know about. But B movie, I fucking loved B movie. I never saw that. B movie was fire. You know his his stand ups might not be for you. They might be goofy comedy, but. I fucking like his comedy, and his show was probably one of the I'll most be honest, influential. Though, he's shows. definitely not the funniest person on his show. Mm-hmm. Like it's probably Kramer, and then George. George, George Costanza. No, but Kramer is like is like an elevated level of his his like physical comedy is like every time like he's hilarious, mm-hmm. and George is too. But like he like Jerry has said time and time again, he's like I'm not an actor. He clearly he's like laughing in every episode. Mm-hmm. But um. But when you're with. But the but the actual writing of the show, him and Larry and David, Larry David are like a match made in heaven mm-hmm. because it's just hilarious. The show is, 
You're right. It still like holds up. It's not mm-hmm. like old fashioned that you just don't understand. The but joke. the reason we bring all of this up is to say <laughs> that friends, take. friends is, and this is, listen closely. Friends is the worst fucking show ever made. Ross Michael. At us. Ross, Ross Michael. Michael. Who's Chandler. Michael? I don't fucking know. The only good thing that that show has ever done for us, and this is going to sound so douchey, is Jennifer Aniston's fucking hot ass. That's it. Yeah, her her haircut is famous. Okay, I will I will say this. So I've probably watched more episodes of Friends than you have, but um, it's overrated. I it's feel so like, trash. and this is going to sound fucked up, and I hope we don't lose people by saying this, but I feel like Friends is like want to be funny. You know what I mean? It's it's not it, like they try so hard, and I'm like, yo, that wasn't even funny. And then people obsess over like little things, like Phoebe doing her cat song or whatever mm-hmm. that she plays. And be like, oh my god, like she's so funny. And I'm like, dude, she's not even that funny. Like mm-hmm. these things, th- these situations that they find themselves in. First of all, how are these? Are there six of them? Six of them. I don't know. They they all are basically like they do weird jobs. Like like Phoebe is like a massage therapist, and and Rachel is a a buyer in like Barney's, I think, or something. But they all live in this and these like amazing apartments in New York City. That wouldn't fucking happen. This is so unrealistic and setting. I love it. And Seinfeld. setting an unrealistic expectation for me that that would be something that I could do when I was like thirty. And in Seinfeld, he lives in like a rinky dink apartment, but he's a successful comedian in the show. His isn't rinky dink. I think his is actually kind of yeah, nice. Yeah, but it's small. You barely see the rooms. You know, he comes in and Kramer's his neighbor, and you know. Yeah, what I mean? but I mean that's a little bit more realistic. Meanwhile, all of them are like in this like big luxurious like it's like you walk down three steps and you're in like the the family room area and then you walk up and you're i don't know there's like windows overseeing new york or whatever Mm. so um i don't know but anyway the the original point i don't think it's god awful i just don't think it's funny yeah like i I think that it's for people who maybe aren't like it's it's a good show when i'm in bed and i'm like dozing off because i'm not really paying attention i don't think so i i (laughs) For me, for me, what friends, if I can equate friends to something, it's nails on a chalkboard. I can't even listen to their voices. He is coming after friends tonight. I, I really, I never found it funny. And so we pulled up a list and it's way too long at this point to go over, you know, because we're do, too deep into the episode, you know, uh, I guess, fortunately, we, we talked a lot about a lot of stuff, but there are stuff that they have ranked so low that I think is just shits on friends. Okay. Like Eastbound and Down shits on friends. Is Eastbound and Down wa- a sitcom? It's not. The Wayne's Bros shits on friends. Uh Sister Sister dude, even. Dude, I sh- fuck with Sister Sister. Tia and Tamara. Yes. Uh, dude, shits on friends. Did you like that 70s show? I'll go on record again right here too. That 70s show is a garbage show. It's not really Yeah, they're kind of annoying. I find them most of them are annoying. Um, but I, but I'm kind of confused on what they're defining as a sitcom. Okay. Big Bang Theory, fucking garbage. Oh my God. Yo. That show is so bad. People who, I don't understand people who like that show. If you tell me, oh, you're just not smart enough. You don't understand the comedy. You and your incel friends can go fuck yourselves. All right. Go, go fucking, uh, you know, jerk off to Isaac's Newton's theory of whatever the fuck. Cause that show sucks. Yeah. But the Bazinga, if your fucking tagline is Bazinga, you are shit. You are garbage. 
Yeah, not a funny show. Yeah, terrible. I, I feel like my rule of thumb for sitcoms is they should be funny. You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> yeah, situational comedies should be comedies. Oh, true. Sorry, yeah. we're recording it at like 11 p.m. Sorry. Yeah. But um, yeah, it should be. If it's not like funny for every person, then it's like not really funny. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing with Friends, though, is that the average human finds it funny. And I just don't. It seems like kind of like silly and not and stupid. Whereas, mm. like you said, Seinfeld, you can kind of ex- like extrapolate like what they're saying, and it kind of has a deeper meaning. Where it's like a it's like a cynical view of life or f- having sex or whatever it is. But yeah. like you can find more to it than what they're saying. Mm. So I don't know. I I they have Bob's Burgers on there. Yeah. So on the list, they have Bob's Burgers on the list of one hundred at fifty six. I think Bob's Burgers is like top 15. But I guess I'll keep it to non-animated situational comedies. Yeah. Because they also have like uh, South Park and Family Guy and, and that type of stuff on here. But I, I really, really, really like – I mean, please, please, if you are a Friends fan, if you're if you're dating someone that likes Friends, first off, I'm sorry for you because you probably have to watch that shit. Um, but <laughs> – if if they want to explain to me how the show is funny and if they bring up the one funny scene from that show which is pivot pivot oh with a fucking couch the couch in their movie. P- pivot pivot if that's the one scene that you bring up and your show holds up on one scene i've already won this argument i've yeah. already won this I argument i feel like i i don't even know that i've seen every episode of friends but i know the main like the main five things that people say is funny about it mm-hmm. and it's like i'm like okay yeah, I. Uh, oh my God! On this list, they have okay. We're just kind of scrolling through it, so I'll just shout out some really good shows. They have Everybody Hates Chris. I think Everybody Hates Chris is hilarious. Phenomenal. Terry Crews is great in that. I love when she's like, "What's her name, Rochelle?" Mm-hmm. It should be like, and, and then like the the his sister runs in and is like, "Mom, Chris got hit by a car," and she's like, "I'll go get the Robitussin." <laughs> and she always is getting Robitussin. It's so hilarious. Remember when you created like a finsta but a fake facebook yeah i created a fake fa- facebook and i made my name rochelle uh rock <laughs> yeah you, you added all of your friends in high school and then like people actually started to think like it was a new girl that was coming to town or something i don't know like why that. i picked her but i was just like who's somebody that people won't know but like i actually can find pictures for them oh my god they have how i met your mother on here do you like how i met your mother i've never seen it i think so i like neil patrick harris i think he's talented and he's funny and like i think he he's you know very multifaceted and he could do a lot of things but how i met your mother is just as garbage as friends because really? you want to know why it's just as garbage as friends it, so I can't you want to know why it's just as garbage why? as friends because it's friends but with a different fucking mask on it um, it's it's so fucking it's just friends let me yeah a place near each other we're kind of passing over the like old oldie sitcoms we're not like yeah you know we didn't watch like laverne and shirley or whatever so some of the stuff that they have on here is martin yeah i loved i loved martin i love the wayne's brothers i love like the jamie fox like all of those are really good and they actually have friends pretty deep which i'm happy about they have it at 30 they have how many was this list 100 wow so it didn't even make top 10 or top 20 wow so it's yeah um, one of my favorite uh, sitcoms is actually something that my parents used to love. So when my parents first came to the United States, they you know picked certain shows that they really latched onto. So my mom really liked Everybody Loves Raymond. I wasn't really a big fan. I like Everybody Loves Raymond. But my mom really loved Married with Ch- Married with Children, uh, the one with Ted Bundy and whatever. Ted Bundy. Or no, Ed. Bu- I don't know. His name is Ted Bundy in the show. Actually. What? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, they got It's Always Sunny at 27. I see that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another one that nobody knows about, but I freaking love it, is Grounded for Life. Mm-hmm. Dude, Grounded for Life is hilarious. It's mm-hmm. so good. I have the actual DVDs from like years ago. I would get just like mm-hmm. each season. I love So that. they have Scrubs at 21. Okay. See, I would say Scrubs is Scrubs. I've never seen it. Scrubs was a very goofy show, and it had like a very great infused like drama and, and stuff like that, and it had really good writing. I just can't stand the guy that looks like Zach Braff. Is it Zach Braff? Yeah, I don't know who the fuck is uh, it. Dax Shepard, Zach Braff, same fucking. I don't know guy. which one's in it. I would assume it would it's be Zach, Zach Braff. Braff. Yeah. I don't know. I just can't stand his face. Uh, I, just, I don't and know. There's like two of them, so it's even I don't worse. Know. I never, I never really liked the show. It was too, cur- too corny. But right after Scrubs or right above Scrubs is Curb Your Enthusiasm, and Curb is fucking fire. I've only seen a couple episodes. I need to like watch it, like we're doing, like I'm doing with Seinfeld. Yo. <laughs> they got they got one of my favorite shows of all time on here at seventeen, which is Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and if it was only on for six years, yeah, nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety six. Damn, I didn't know that. I thought it would have been longer. I, I, you know what I think? If if you play that theme song in any club, everybody can sing along to it. Yeah. Now this is you know like everybody as soon as it. as soon as you I play that. I feel like that. it was one of those kind of like it, it was in like a pop culture phenomenon too. Mm. It wasn't just a show. They got Parks and Rec on here. You just skipped your favorite one. Oh, you're not doing. So yeah, my one of my, well, I would say maybe if not my favorite. my favorite show of all time. I've watched every single episode multiple times. I You've reference roped me it. into watching it. Yeah, South Park. Matt Stone and Trey Parker are my like idols when it con- comes to Holy comedy. Holy shit! It's been on since 1997, mm-hmm. and it's still new episodes. It's still new episodes, and it's still relevant. And I still look to it for like social commentary. Holy shit! Yeah. It's like a year younger than I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been Holy on. Crap. It's been on for forever. It's kind of hilarious because they started with an episode of Cartman getting an anal probe by aliens, and now they literally put out episodes the day after the president's elected, and people are like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to see what South Park says about this." Is this the longest running like sitcom? No, I mean the longest running animated series I would think is Simpsons because Simpsons uh, been on for like thirty seasons at this point. And I never really found The Simpsons funny. I'll never shit on The Simpsons because I, what it did for the space is huge. And Matt Groening is great, but I've never been a Simpsons guy. Mm. I never got the humor. I guess like the whole like Bart and Homer thing, and like Homer's a, a dummy and Bart's a little asshole that skateboards everywhere, and Lisa's the smart one, and Maggie's the baby, and Marge is the weird housewife. I, I get it. You know, it's cool, but it's never never struck a chord with me. <coughs> Coming in at number nine, they have a classic, The Office. <coughs> the U.S. version of The Office. Yeah, the British one is higher, higher on, the on the list. Like it's. I guess that's you know. I mean, if you're gonna say like, you know, I, I guess it gave to the original. Right? And well deserved at number eight, they have I Love Lucy, my mom's like favorite show, I think. And then number five, a very controversial pick. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, even no matter what, you can't deny that that, that show was like... I really like The Cosby Show. I don't really remember the it. The Huxtables? Oh, oh my God. <clears throat> I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, uh, we're going to skim over Bill Cosby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see they have Arrested Development. I've only seen a couple episodes from that, but it's pretty high on this list. Arrested Development is really funny. I've seen like a couple of, of episodes of it, and I have, it has a great cast. It's very well put together. Um... And number three, they have Seinfeld. Hell yeah. Fucking Seinfeld. I mean, 
they have cheers on top of Seinfeld. I get it. Historic. It's great. I don't know. But I've never seen Cheers. I don't even know what it's about, I'll be honest. It's about, I don't know, it's a bar. I don't know. Huh. You want me to read the bio? No. All right, never mind. <laughs> and then number one on <laughs> the list. I'll do it in my own time. Number one on the list is The Simpsons, which has been on since 1989. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insanity. Yeah, so The Simpsons has been on since... 30 years. Yeah, 30. Jesus, yeah. That's... That's wild. And now they're all of their episodes, all 30 seasons or whatever it is, is on Disney Plus. So Really? Okay. Yeah, but I don't have any appeal to to watch a single you know, second of it. But all of this to say we went over a little bit of the list is to understand that Friends is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> this all circles back to the fact that it's overrated. Mm. And I know so many people who love Friends. Uh, please, right? like, I, I really, it. I really, really implore you. Send me your 10 funniest clip of Friends, and I'll send you my 10 funniest clips from Seinfeld, and we'll see which one's funnier. And I'm talking about a show that was older than it. Yeah, I don't know. <coughs> it's It was like where, where Jen Aniston got her star. Who else? Did anyone else come from that show? Who's the other? Um, well, um... David Schwimmer. Yeah, but what else was he in besides playing Rob Kardashian? And Schwimmer's been in some shit. Has he? Oh. Who's the other girl? What's her name? Courtney Cox? Courtney Cox. She's had a lot of plastic surgery. Um, the dude who plays Chandler got mad of, fat. He had a lot of drug and alcohol <coughs> issues, I think. Uh, all that central perked up, man. He was uh, central perked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It. I get that it was that it's legendary in its own right. I just don't. It's not my sense mm-hmm. of humor. But um, let us know what you think. If you fucking love Friends, shit on us in the comments section and let us know. But back up your stuff and send us clips and that you actually find funny. Don't just say, oh my God, it's hilarious. Remember when... La, 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 la. You remember when Rachel told Ross? <laughs> no, yeah. fuck you. Friends suck. <laughs> Pivot! <laughs> Pivot! <laughs> it's like we fucking get it. <clears throat> yeah, shit was garbage. Um, but... Another thing that we think is overrated, and I think this is a great way to close out our little episode here, is little episode is New Year's Eve. Oh, among things that are overrated. <laughs> among among things that are overrated, we think that New Year's Eve. I think that going out on New Year's Eve is overrated. I, I think that going to a house party or doing something with like friends at like a more low key thing, but I will never pay like $100 to get in somewhere where I'm not going to be near people that I came with, that it's going to be loud as fuck. And in addition to that, I can't believe people come. And I know a lot of it is people from other countries because it's like I'm sure that they think it's different from when they get there. People wait in Times Square to watch a ball, a freaking ball. I don't know how big it is. I know it's shiny. Drop, I don't know how many feet it drops, but it drops for 10 seconds and they probably barely get a glimpse of it because of how many millions of people are packed into Times Square and they wear fucking diapers so that they can yeah, be there. Yeah, I was just there. about to bring that they up. They can be there from like 8, 7 a.m. in the freezing cold getting hypothermia mm-hmm. to watch this freaking ball drop barely. Mm-hmm. Dude, when it's on TV, I'm barely even looking. Mm-hmm. But I think people just hear about it and it's, you know, if you're from another country, going to New York is like the coolest thing ever. I get that. But... To me, it's New like, York sucks. If you're listening to this from another country or state, oh it my doesn't God. suck. <clears throat> I'm just like shitting on everything today. Yeah, but. you are. You're Mr. Negative <coughs> with yeah. apparently bronchitis. No, but, something uh, went down. The water went down the wrong pipe. 
uh, it's probably the people that heard that I hate friends are fucking killing me on their voodoo dolls or whatever. <laughs> they're stabbing. <laughs> yeah, they're stabbing my throat. I, yeah, like this is for making you, fun of for, Courtney. Cox. I think we both share the same opinions on New York. That like the best part I about New York. I go for a day and then I can't wait to get on the train and get the fuck out of there. I just like grass. I like greenery. I like space, and the buildings give me anxiety. And I don't know. The best part about New York is leaving it. The <laughs> the best. I just cannot imagine going to New York on New Year's. I can barely imagine leaving the house on New Year's. I can barely imagine commuting to New York on a daily basis on a train. Yeah, those people are work. the real unsung heroes, dead ass. Oh my god! The, all right, my the, ass is dead. You have a dead ass, <laughs> dead ass. Be facts, but the the one thing I would say that perfectly describes New York for me is when we first we went there for a UFC event and we just pop out and I'm like, oh wow. The city, all the lights, it's amazing. And then to the side is this guy, and he just goes, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and he's fucking just hawking up a whole 3,000 pounds of loogie. And I'm like, all right, that's New York. <laughs> this New place York is, is filthy. It, yeah. I just, I don't know. You have to have like thick skin to like just like freely walk around there. And There's be, human shit on the floor. Yeah. I think also when we go as tourists, we're going to touristy places. Like people who live on like the Upper East Side aren't dealing with. Oh, fuck with you and your freak. coffee shops, you Upper mm-hmm. East Side and you Supreme wearing assholes. No, but it's true though. You can find places that are more residential. I just don't think like the city life is for me. I can handle it in doses. Once in a while, you get your city fix. You go see a Broadway show. You go to a restaurant that you really want to go to or whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And then you get the fuck out of there. That's mm-hmm. That's my... Yo, I that, go once a year. I enjoy post- it for that once a year, and that's about it. And it, it's so funny because people who know how close, like we're, we're within like an hour of the city, you know, like yeah. whatever. People know how close and live further are like, oh, you must go to the city all the time. I'm like, no. <laughs> You'd be surprised at how little I go there. That post city shower, like once you get inside of your home, and in, in- I so in college, I took my senior year theater appreciation because why not? Why wouldn't I take an easy class? Oh so God. I, I went with, with a few friends that we took the class together. We One of our requirements was to see SpongeBob on Broadway. That was the Broadway show we had to see, and we were going to be tested on it on the final exam. Yeah, this is the whatever $1,000 education I'm paying for. I'm seeing SpongeBob on Broadway. But not complaining. It was super fun. Um, we saw like the later show on like a Friday because we're like, let's just make an evening out of it. We got dinner, whatever. We're heading back. We wait in Penn Station just sitting on the floor because our public transportation system fucking sucks. Um, We finally get on like a really late train and the train's pretty empty. Um, It's like my group of like there's like three or four of us and then a few seats in front of us. There's like a young another younger looking kid Um, and then like across the aisle from him. It's like a, a man and a woman. I'm assuming they were dating or whatever. Husband and wife. Um. And I'm sitting a few rows behind these people who are sitting within the same row, but the aisle is separating them. And I just see the guy like leaning across his wife saying like, if you fucking look at me again, I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm like, holy shit, looking at my friends like I was I didn't know if I heard correctly, so I didn't really react badly at first. I was just like, hmm, interesting. That guy seems angry, like visually he looks angry. And then I see him get up. He goes across the aisle and starts throwing hammers at this fucking kid's face and i'm a few rows back and you know me in these types of situations i'm fight or flight i'm fucking flighting the fuck out of there 
I hate fights. I hate confrontation. Um, so I get my friends and we like move back even further seats and I see him just wailing on this guy. And then some, some older people like come from another, like from a few seats, few rows ahead and they come and like take him off and pull him back. And he's like, he's like, you're a fucking pussy. You're a pussy. And then he marches off and I'm like, holy shit to my friends. Like, what did I just witness? This is like one thirty in the morning. What's going on? Um, so we get off the train and that kid actually got off at Rutgers with us. And I'm like, are you okay? He, he wasn't bleeding. He wasn't like, he wasn't, he didn't look like he got physically too hurt. And he was like, I have no idea what happened. That guy thought I was staring at him and like giving him and like, you know, judging him and he got pissed or whatever. Um, so I don't know if that was just like a weird, like that guy was seeing things or had some PTSD type stuff I don't really know what the situation was but then that kid goes yeah frat frat brothers have hit me harder than that guy did and I was like maybe it's just this kid's face just like warrants being punched because that's what his response sounded like it sounds like this was not his first rodeo with getting just some people do have a a face that you really just want I don't know I don't know if he was asking for it at first I felt bad but then when he told me that I kind of didn't know but that's crazy can you imagine you you go see I don't know where he was coming from, but he's taking a train back by himself and he just gets beat up on the train and then just walks back to his wherever he lives. That's amazing. Yeah. But that's 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 such a New York story. That's though. a New York story. That's what you get for going to New York. You you deal with fucking crazy people. They'll either you'll either step in shit or get thrown up on and it's gross and you'll get sick and fuck New York because it's overrated. <laughs> We're just shitting on life in this yeah, episode. Yeah. Um we things we don't hate people listening to this podcast giving us good reviews <laughs> yes so i was actually told that um somebody uh took the time out of their day yesterday to listen to all six of our episodes straight which is crazy because yeah. i would cringe at the sound of my voice but thanks for doing that we appreciate you that's awesome we hope that your new year's is amazing and uh don't go to new york for it um if just you stay do, home just stay if, home if you get do, drunk at your own house You'll you'll wind up spending less money. It's safer. You're not mm. going to be on the road where people drunk drive. Don't yeah. fucking drunk drive, you pieces of shit. If you drunk drive, no, I'm sure our listeners don't do that. But, but if you do, if you are a little listener that drunk drives, you're you're a piece of garbage. Yeah, you're as worse as friends. <laughs> <laughs> you might be worse than friends. You must be. Yeah, you are worse than that yeah. whole pivot joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, though, anything else we wanted to touch upon this week? I feel like we we really this went full circle. We talked about uh, friends. We talked about hating New York. We talked about Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where to start. We talked about me Drake. taking control of this show. Taking uh, control. I'm yeah. still waiting for my fucking paycheck though. Uh, shit, me too, bro. <laughs> yeah, if you know anybody, if you guys want to send us money, <laughs> our address is. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, we're not handing out that. <laughs> I'll give you guys my Venmo, though. <laughs> I will give you my Venmo. Uh, no, but uh, that's actually a great segue. So if you actually do want to support the show or add any feedback or actually, you know, when we say, tell us this, comment on our, our Instagram, we have a uh, website that we host all of the audio off of. It's called anchor.fm. So if you go to www.anchor.fm slash a sidebar podcast that's separated by uh, hyphens, Sidebar is one word. You can uh, you have the option to sign up through Anchor, and then you could send us voice messages that we could then feature in our episodes. Uh, you know, so it's a great callback to our previous episodes. That you know, if there was a topic that you heard that you wish we would touch upon more, 
you know, send us a voice message. We'll talk about what you said and, you know, either shit on it or be like, damn, you know, you were right. Um, we also have an Instagram page called at a sidebar podcast. That's all one word. Um, you could add me on Instagram. That's at Sherelle B S H A R E L L B. And then Kelsey's is a fucking mouthful. So go ahead. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram at Coco for Kelsey. That's K O C O A number four, Kelsey K E L S E Y. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, get in contact with us, whichever way you want. We will, we check all social media and like our hosting platform we're, we're checking all of it so mm. let us know what you think like if there's topics you want us to cover your opinions on what we talked about and we'll just shit on you next episode yeah uh, we hope you have a, a great holiday yes, enjoy happy your new, new year. year be safe i'll see you next year set resolutions and don't fucking follow through on them no Peace. <laughs> yeah for, no, no no hold up i'm not gonna tell you not to follow through <laughs> follow through on your goddamn start resolutions. smoking jewels i heard they're good for you <laughs> <laughs> all right Everybody have a good uh, New Year. Peace. Take care. Great album.